We are counted a privilege to have Brother Lester and his wife Martha here with us today to share with us. He's going to share the message with us. It's been uh, it's been several years since he's been here to teach Bible school, so it was really it was really good to see his have their presence over there when Bible school started. I appreciate always appreciated his enthusiasm for the work and for sharing. And it's good to, after a couple of years in Guatemala, I believe, uh, to have them back here again. So I was thinking this morning, um, I don't know how your mornings went. I talked to one other farmer, and he said it was quite the morning. And uh, I farmed it all right, but my house water lines froze that have never frozen. I don't understand how things change like that over the years. Um, it's just a mystery to me because I don't know what changed or why it would have never frozen before. But... Uh, so anyway, my morning was a little bit uh, disoriented, and they're still froze, uh, and that's not a good—that's not a good feeling. I, uh, but it is good to be here. Said uh, counter privilege to be here. I, I appreciated what uh, Brother Marvin shared there, and I thought this—that uh, song that we just sang, "Will Your Anchor Hold," the anchor that we can have—we can have in Christ. You know, that went along very well with that. And Marvin, I'm sorry it took that long for you to get up here, and, and you're welcome to. I, I thought about, actually thought about that in the last, last week or sometime. I don't remember Marvin ever sharing. So glad that happened. So, and I didn't have anything to do with it. So I'd like to, I was, we were over at the Bible school last uh, Friday night, and the speaker uh, was talking about the power of God. And that's been, so I have a few thoughts that have been rolling around in my mind since then, and uh, I'd like to share this morning. And thinking of the power of God, the promise, if we go back to the, the, from the very beginning there, the promises that God made to his people, that he's going to send his son, a redeemer, that is the greatest thing that ever happened for every individual, every, for all mankind. And in Romans 1, um, 16, he says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So the power of God. What is the power of God? Uh, <clears throat> not too many of you were here, but uh, Wednesday evening, Brother David shared and some of his, uh, was asked to share about their uh, Mississippi uh, venture. And he mentioned a sermon that he shared out of John chapter 14. If you want to turn with me there, I'm going to read a few verses out of, from there. It was actually, the, I think that was, he said that was his text. And here, maybe I'll break in there at verse 6, in John 14, verse 6. It says, If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also, and from henceforth ye know him, and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, The Lord show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that, seeth, he that has seen me has seen the Father. How sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? 
The words that I speak unto you I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, but neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So he says here that in verse uh, 12, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works. So we think of the greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. So he goes unto his Father, because if, if when Christ was here on this earth, they had Christ with them, but they didn't have the Spirit. They didn't have the indwelling of the Spirit. So Christ says, I'm going to go back. I'm going to send you a comforter. And I believe that's part of what he's saying there. I don't, I think... I'm not sure where David's message went on this. I'd be uh, interested in knowing there. But uh, I think he's saying that I'm going to send you a comforter, the Spirit. He says in verse 15, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not. So that is the power of the gospel. That is a power that, as believers, it's not this just simple I've accepted Christ and praise the Lord and we go on and nothing changes there's something that changes when Christ comes into our lives when there should be the the uh, that's what happened when Saul met when that great light hit Saul there was a change he changed from a persecutor to one that was proclaiming Christ and that was excited about it that was he was filled he was uh, on fire for God, and I think let's. And I had. Uh, I'm not going to read all of Acts, chapter, the first four chapters, but I'd encourage you to read that. I read that last night. And if you go through Acts and you see the work of the church and the growth of the church and everything that was going on there, you have in chapter five, verse twelve. It says, and by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch, and, the, and of the rest durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. And the believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes, both of men and women. So these group of people were in Solomon's porch, and it says, the rest durst no man join himself to them. There was something about these people that just, they feared. They, 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 there was something alive, something that was, uh, that was on fire. They were on fire. And I had to think, talking about fire, um, you know, people, there's a difference between fire and ashes. There has to be fire to create ashes. But we've got, fortunately, yeah, another thing that happened last night, or, or maybe this is why the pipe froze, but our gas furnace wouldn't kick on. 
And fortunately, you have wood a couple of wood stoves, one at each end of the house, and, and those are both going. And, but I had to, you know, in, that, in those stoves, you look at the stove, it, it's just a stove. You could walk in there, you wouldn't think about it. You might lay your hand on it, and you would think about it because it's hot, because there's a fire in there. There's something that's moving. Um, if there was only ashes in that stove, you could touch that stove. Nothing, there would be nothing. It's cold, but there's ashes there. There's signs of a fire. Is that how we are too many times? There's just the signs there. There's what we say, but there is no fire there. That power is missing. And, of course, we're... There's something we need to do. There's things we need to do. There's things that only God can do, and there's things that only we can do. And we, we're the only ones that can repent. But God is the only one that can give the fire. And, of course, a wood stove analogy, we put the wood in. But I think we could, that's part of what we have to do. We have to keep digging into the word. We have to keep spending time in prayer. And that is what feeds that flame. That's what keeps it growing and that's what makes it, that's, that's where the life comes from. If we don't do that, the fire is going to go out, and all we're going to have is ashes. And there, people can touch it, and there's nothing there. It's cold. And it's just a, it was a challenge to me. Where is, you know, where's the fire gone that we read about in these first four chapters? Do we have that fire? Are we alive? Are we, are we zealous? Are we, uh, I think maybe Marvin mentioned something about when, when we have this, this spirit, when we have found Christ, we're going to want to share him. We're going to want to share um, to others. We want them to find what we have. And it's just, uh, it was a blessing to me and a challenge to me as I thought about that and, and, uh, and studied. And, and I just encourage you, when you get a chance, read the first five chapters of uh, Acts and look at the early church and how they progressed and how it moved. And uh, so at this time, why don't we uh, stand together for a word of prayer. Our kind and fathers, we come before thee again this morning. We thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for a warm place to be today. We pray for those that are suffering, that those that uh, are facing difficulties. We just pray that you might, especially those that are are not able to help themselves. We maybe in other countries, people are being persecuted for your name's sake. People that uh, don't have homes, displaced. We, Lord, we know that you know all about them. You know every need, and we just pray that you might uh, be with your word as it goes forth today, in strength and empower, and that we might open our hearts to your word and to let it soak in and to. Uh, to let the fire, the flame, your spirit work in our hearts, to be willing to, uh, to do whatever it takes to clear anything that stands between us and you, that we might be, truly be on fire for you. We just thank you for this opportunity this morning to have uh, Brother Lester here. We just pray your blessing on him. Just pray that you might anoint his lips. Open our hearts to what you have for us. Pray for those that can't be here this morning because of sickness and other reasons. We just pray your blessing on them. Just pray that you might bless the remainder of this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.